0: now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Tahira Essex. Tahira had a near-death-like experience, and today we're going to learn about it. Tahira, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me.
0: All right, if you don't mind, let's just start on the day that your NDE-like experience happened and go from there.
1: Absolutely. Um, First, let me just start by saying, um, I went on a weight loss journey for the better part of a year. Um, So during this time, I was actually fasting, and I lost quite a bit of weight. And I think that the fasting somehow triggered all of these events to happen because I'm guess my body was so clean. Um, So I started to have this near death experience sort of incident. I had OBEs, and then I had a lot of uh, past life memories just start rushing in and a lot of communication with spirit. Um, so I'll just start with the NDE, but I just wanted to say that I think that's why I was able to have this experience. So um, the NDE happened around mid-April of this year, 2021, and I actually prayed to have this experience. Um You know, I'm an avid viewer of near-death experiences, and I've always wanted to feel that love that so many people talk about, but I didn't want to almost die to have it. So I asked God, you know, I want to have this experience with you. And about three weeks later, that's when it actually happened. So the day that it happened, it was just a normal day. I was in the kitchen. I was about to start you know, cooking, dinner, and all of a sudden, Jeff, it's it's just, it's crazy, it's just so good, it's still. All of a sudden, it was like I heard this ringing in my ear. It was like, eh! but it was so loud, it got louder and louder and louder. It's almost like if you're, if someone is on life support and you hear that gal tone when they start to like, you know, almost die, That is the sound that I got in my ear. It was so overwhelming. And then at the same time, the sound was increasing. I was hit with what I can only describe as a force of love. This force was so strong. It knocked me off of my feet completely. I fell to the floor. And that's when I was taking up almost in like an elevator. So it was like, I, it was faster than the speed of light. It was like, and I was there. I was immediately taken to a dark void. And I know I was really far up there. And what I mean by that is I had knowledge that I had passed all of the earths, all the planets, all the galaxies, all the universes, I had knowledge that I was standing on the edge of existence itself in a dark void, but I wasn't scared at all. And while I was in the dark void, I start to see this beam approach me. It was not like, you know, it wasn't a man or a woman. It was actually light, and it was the most vibrant, beautiful colors you've ever seen. It was like bands of light frequency and the lights were just moving back and forth and almost communicating with me. But these colors were so vibrant. It's something that you've never seen before. Like it's, I can't even describe how beautiful it was because I mean, those colors just simply don't exist in this room. But nevertheless, I understood That I was in the presence of the creator, source energy, the universal spirit, God itself. That was very clear to me. And although there was no, it wasn't a gender, I understood that this was a masculine energy because it just felt masculine. It just felt strong. And this force is what I call it. It moved around me. It moved into me it merged with me and it poured itself inside of me and the only way i can describe it is um you know if if you're getting ready to have surgery and you get anesthesia and you know you can feel the anesthesia going into your body that's exactly what it felt like it was a liquid kind of love it was velvety. It was comforting. And the spirit poured this love into me. And I could feel it from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And intuitively, I understood that I was being healed. Not just the Tahira that sits here today. It felt like a total restoration of a soul It felt like the past Tahiris are being healed. It felt like the future Tahiris are being healed. It was a complete restoration of self. And this force, it was so loving. It was so... uh, The only way I can describe it is like a blanket of love. It's like someone put a blanket on top of me and the blanket was 100% love. It was, it was just amazing, Jeff. I wish, I don't know if I'm even doing it justice. Um, But this love, it just comforted me. Like, you know, like you're in your mother's arms as a baby and you feel so safe and nothing can harm you. That's exactly how I felt. And it started to download information into me. And I understood everything completely. It was like nothing was hidden from me. The only way I want to describe it is like someone plugged me into the world's largest database. And it's like I understood everything completely. I understood why we come into um, physical form. I understood why we go through hardships. It's just nothing was hidden from me. And I knew at that moment that the only thing that exists is God. And that God is love. This was an unconditional type of love. It was a type of love that I think only a mother could give. That would be the closest way that I could describe it. Um, But I knew that I was safe. And I knew that everything in this universe, in this multiverse, in the cosmos, we are all one. All of the souls, all the planets, all the insects, all of the animals, all of the elements we are all one and that was very clear to me. And this force of love, it was all about me. It made me feel like I was the most special thing that had ever been created in all of the universes. And I still feel that to this day, it is just as vivid um, as the day that it happened. Um, but it also communicated with me. It's like I had just a knowing of what it was saying. And I remember these words, these words were downloaded into my spirit. I remember these words of what the all, the great universal spirit said to me. Said, One day I'm going to swallow the earth and all of the universes. And it will be like it was in the beginning, one energy source. And that's what it said to me. That essentially this life, this earth, it will go away. It will be destroyed. Not because we did anything per se to make God not love us, but quite the opposite because God is longing to be back with us like it was in the beginning and that he misses us. And that was just, that was just so beautiful. And just those words that were spoken to me that were downloaded into me, it was just so poetic. Um, I was also um, received a download of how many lifetimes that I would take a physical form. Um, Meaning not necessarily have to live on the earth plane, but that it would take me 14,422 times for my journey, my soul's journey to equal love. And what I mean by that was I was told that all of our lives that we live as physical beings, it all has to sum up to love, in order for i don't want to say game but in order for this game of life to be over so i really feel like i might be i might be approaching <laughs> that number hopefully it's it's hopefully this is my time my my last time here but if not I'll gladly come back and play whatever role that i need to play um but That's pretty much what happened during that period of time. And then I started to receive downloads even days after, weeks after. Um, And they've actually never stopped. I've never stopped receiving um, downloads from Spirit. I'll just be sitting. And then all of a sudden, I will get a download that maybe another Tahira that lives... I don't want to say necessarily past because I believe we're living our past present and future all at the same time because as you know in spirit world there's no such thing as time everything's happening all at the same time but um I'll just be sitting and I'll I'll instinctively know that another me something has happened to another me maybe in another dimension or in another time period per se um, that, oh, that Tahira is no longer living or, um, or existing. Um, so these things just kind of happen all the time and just at random.
0: First, I want to say thank you for sharing your experience with us. How did you get back into your body?
1: Okay, so my body was kind of like, almost like, I don't want to say like a paralyzed state, Because you have to remember, this love, it was so strong that I couldn't move. And as the experience started to kind of taper off, as the light started to leave me, because remember, the light merged within me. But as it separated itself and kind of moved away, that's when I was able to control, um, to gain control Back of my body again. And I just kind of set up from the floor and I was still on the floor for like five minutes. It was still like, it, it was still there.
0: When you encountered the being, did you have any telepathic communication with it or did it just fill you with love?
1: Um, yes. So it did communicate with me. It let me know that, you know, one day he's going to swallow the earth and the universe, it's told me that. You know, of course, how many times that I would take a physical, um, I would be a physical being. Um, So it was just a knowing. It's almost like I received a download, um, but I didn't hear. It didn't speak to me. There was no mouth or or anything. It was just like a downloaded information into me.
0: One of the things you. Said that you learned, I think it was from one of your downloads, was that you understood why we take a physical form. Why is yes.
1: that? We take a physical form for two reasons. The first reason may shock people. We take a physical form because this is how God expands. Because God is only one thing, which is love. God doesn't know how to do anything else. That is the functionality of God. So we take physical form so that we can have all of these experiences. We take those experiences back to source. And that's how the universe expands and it grows. And essentially, that's how God grows. The second thing is, it's almost like a gift we're given to take a physical form so that we can experience ourselves outside of the greater whole. So that we can have a certain kind of refinement of our soul. And so that we can eventually, every part of us is a crystalline being. So that way, one day, when we are swallowed back into the greater whole, all of God will be filled with light. Because we came to be physical beings, because we learn, because we refined every single part of us, when we go back to source, it's all just light.
0: So I think it's fascinating that you were told the number of lives you're going to have, and 14,000 is a lot of lives. You yes. Have any idea where you're at in that 14,000?
1: Um. Yes. So I was told that I am almost done. I wasn't told exactly what life per se, what number I'm on. But I was told that I'm reaching the end of my journey um, as a physical being. Um, I don't know if that is now. Um, I kind of feel like it is. I'm kind of ready for it to be. Um, I don't feel like there's anything, especially after having this experience, you have to understand it changes you completely. I used to feel like I used to have these grandiose plans. Everything was grandiose. So I have to do it, you know, bigger and better. But now I don't feel like I need anything. I feel like, when I connected with source, when I felt that love and poured into me, I'm complete. There's nothing more that I need to do. So I don't know if that's when your journey ends, when you feel like you've done it all. Um, but I know that I am approaching the end. And I think that ultimately, um, I know my soul really well. I feel like it's really up to me whether I continue or not. At this
0: point, you had mentioned that you had gone through a lot of healing during your experience. What were you healing from?
1: You know, nothing stood out like there's one thing that you're healing from. I honestly feel like I was healing from a lot of past life experiences that I've had. And I do want to share some of those with you. But Not only that, when I was born, the doctor said I wouldn't make it overnight. I was born with a hole in my heart. So I grew up always in and out of the hospital. And even to this day, you know, if I do something, move myself a little too quickly, you know, I can, you know, kind of my heart will just kind of start, you know, going into these crazy rhythms and it's kind of really hard to put it back on track. But funny thing is, I have not had any of those instances since that happened. Um, I used to have a lot of heart palpitations all the time, just a lot of lot of heart issues. I have not had any problems with my heart. So I do believe that That was one of the healings that I received. But a lot of it, I think, was past life. And also, I think it was even lineage, even, you know, maybe people that are connected to me, um, blood wise. I think there was a healing and a restoration of those relationships as well.
0: This may be a little bit off subject, but can you tell me the type of fasting that you were doing?
1: Absolutely. Um, Jeff, I was doing a combination of water fasting so no no food nothing the only thing I was doing was drinking water I also did um series of dry fasting which is nothing <laughs> no food no water um so that's what I was doing wow yeah
0: I would assume that even you know maybe some days you're just so hungry maybe you get lightheaded headed and
1: <laughs> well it did pretty happen weird <laughs> It did happen. But the funny thing is during this time, I felt like I was being fed spiritually. I honestly, I I didn't feel hungry. I was mm-hmm. I was having these awesome experiences that it was like that was my food. That was my energy.
0: All right. Well, if you don't mind, share some of your past lives with us.
1: I will. Um, but before I do that, let me just share really quickly. It's a short OBE that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so this happened a few years ago. I was at the gym. And I was in the aerobics room where there's like a huge mirror. So I went in there to stretch. And while I was stretching, I was looking in the mirror, and something, it just kind of was a little off. And I'm like, what's going on? I was like, okay, I look in my eyes, my eyes are the same, my nose, everything. I'm like, but then I look back at my eyes. I'm like, there's something different. And as soon as I said, there's something different, I saw myself observing myself. I literally popped out of my body. I think because I was looking into my eyes in the mirror and somehow I don't know how it happened. I popped out of my body. My spirit was kind of hovering over the right side of me. And then I looked at my body and it was the most disgusting thing i've ever seen and it was dense it was dark it was a lack of I think a lack of love it was just an empty vessel there was nothing there and it's just it just made me realize in that moment while we are really not our body We are not our body without this spirit and soul that dwells within. Oh, that body just looked, it looked disgusting. (laughs) I I know that's kind of weird to say about myself, but it, it just, it wasn't a pretty sight at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was the first time. I call it the day my spirit separated from my body. Um, but the funny thing is I can do that at will now. And, um, All you need is a mirror and and you can do it.
0: Do you think that you possibly had an NDE as a child with this heart problem?
1: It's possible. Now, one time during meditation a few years ago, um, I would go to a center to meditate. And I actually, this is the first time one of my past life memories um, came up. So when I was meditating, I... I was a baby that passed away, but the weird thing is I had my same parents that I have now. I was in my same house that I grew up in, but I remember drowning and I was about 18 months old. I could actually feel how it felt to drown. It was like, it was weird. It was like a chaotic peacefulness. Um. But that was a memory that I had, so I don't know if maybe—I don't know, Jeff. It, it, it's just strange, just so when you said, did I have any indies as a child, but that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but I actually feel like maybe that was part of another Tahira living in another dimension living out another existence. I don't know.
0: Yeah, It's possible. What I know of is that sometimes babies are born with this hole between their heart and the blood leaks. And sometimes it'll spontaneously fix itself. And then sometimes they got to get it surgically repaired. Did you have it right. surgically repaired?
1: I did not. They always said that I would grow out of it. Mm. And I as I got older, um, around my middle school years, it did start to get better, um, but it never completely left. You know, I might have an episode every once in a while, every few years or something like that. But like I said, since, since my NDE incident, I haven't had any issues. I haven't had any heart palpitations or anything like that. Um, so I can go into the past life. I'm sorry, I know we got a little bit off course here. Sure. Okay, so the main past life that I want to talk about is I was about 36 years old. I was Italian. I was married to a beautiful Italian man. I had two beautiful children. Um, And then I had, like, I don't want to say adopted son. Um, It was someone that we took in to our house. Um, So I had three children under my care. Well, actually the other day it was downloaded to me, the name of, of this woman, um, and it's Lavinia that was downloaded into me. And the funny thing was I looked it up and Lavinia means daughter of Rome. Mm -hmm. So go figure. So I was an Italian woman and I was very, very religious. And I mean, I was so religious to the point where I couldn't have normal conversations with people. Everything was about the church. And this is actually how I passed away in this lifetime at thirty six years old. Um, there was some religious conflict going on, and I actually um, was burned inside of the church when when it happened. Um, but the religious part of this of this life, it was it was so horrible. It was like a prison to me. I neglected my children. I neglected my husband, he became an alcoholic. And my daughter, it affected her the most. Um, I was able to see her as an adult and she got married, but she never had love. She didn't have love because she didn't know love because I didn't mother her, I didn't nurture her. And then of course my husband was an alcoholic so he didn't either. Um, My son was good. he was very charismatic. I saw him. He went on to marry a beautiful woman. He had four beautiful children. Um, He seemed to turn out well, but my daughter, and it was very clear to me when this memory came about that I had made her journey, her soul's journey more difficult because I didn't do my job as a mother. I did not nurture her. And so that that made me really sad um, because who knows how many lifetimes she would have to kind of go through, you know, to kind of fix that particular that particular feeling. Um, But during this time, I was actually shown who those children are that live well that are in this lifetime with me. So let's say you have a um, you're on a computer and you drag an image and you drag it on top of another image. So that's how spirit showed me. So there was an image of my uncle Terry and that image was superimposed on top of my son. So it let me know that that son in that lifetime is actually my uncle in this lifetime. And it's funny because they have the same sort of personality, very charismatic, very playful, very just just. And awesome, just great, bright spirit. And it didn't show me who my daughter was in that lifetime. Like, I don't recognize her soul because every every soul has a unique energy signature. So you can tell, you know, if you know this particular soul, it, it will be quite obvious. Um, but it did also show me that the little boy that we took in was actually my brother, in this lifetime, which is um, my half brother, so I was shown his face being superimposed on top of the little boy's face. So um, I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, but I think that's why I'm not super religious in this life. It's because I I was religious in that lifetime, and it cost me everything, my family's well being, and also you know my life. So. Um, I think that that's, that's just interesting. It just kind of um, brings it full circle for me.
0: Well, you did mention that you prayed to God to have an NDE. So are you religious at all in this life?
1: Um, Jeff, everything is a necessary step. Um, I won't say I'm religious. I am uber spiritual. I used to be religious. Um, and... I mean, it's good for some people and I needed that. Honestly, I wouldn't be sitting here today had it not been for Jesus, had it not been for God, but it's, it's a necessary step, you know, but as I started to evolve spiritually, I started to evolve past, you know, past religion, but you know, some people that's what they need and that's okay. But for me, I'm really happy with where I am and the journey that I'm on
0: right now. I want to go back to this when you had your OBE and you saw your body from with the yes. outside and were disappointed the way your body looked. Was that the catalyst that made you lose weight? And if not, was it any kind mm-hmm. of catalyst to make any type of change in your life?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um I think in a way yes. Because I think when you're connected in your body, we have our personality and all of our, you know, little attributes to kind of draw on. So it's like it's a balancing out, right? You can balance out the way you look physically with your great personality or, you know, whatever. But just seeing it, it was just, I mean, not only did I look, I mean, I didn't look. Like I had in the past, I did not look great, you know, weight wise. But then also it was just without having that spirit dwelling inside. Oh, it was just dark and ugly and dense and just nothing that <laughs> that I would want to be a part of. But um, that could have very well been. That could have very well been.
0: So what other ways did this NDE-like experience change you?
1: Like I said, I used to everything I've ever wanted to do in my life, I, I've done it. You know, as a kid, I, I wanted to start taking acting classes and I wanted to start acting and, and I did that at the age of 15. And, you know, I would start to get, you know, paid, you know, acting gigs. And then I went to film school. Then I became, you know, a television producer. I did all those things, everything that I've ever wanted to do I've done. And I've always had my eyes set on something you know, bigger and better. Well, that has changed. I don't actually have any plans right now, which is great because this is the first time in my life that I don't have any plans. I'm literally just going with the flow. I don't feel like I need to do anything so grand. I feel like if I just smile at someone, my God, I'm doing so much. You know, so it's changed me. It's made me focus on the little things.
0: It sounds like yeah. you are more complete.
1: Absolutely. It, it it was completeness. It was like,
0: oh yeah, this is me.
1: I've, it felt like I've, I was always with this light. I was always with this love. There was nothing lacking. You know, I, I've always lived my life, felt like I needed to prove something to someone. Oh, if I just do this, then, you know, this person will love me. If I just do that, then I will be accepted here. But I am, I am accepted. I accept myself now. I've been different my whole life. I've always been spiritual. And so it might be a little off-putting for some people because they don't understand. Because obviously all of our soul's journey is quite different. But I accept myself now. I love myself and, you know, I'm no longer focused on the big things. I'm focusing on refining my soul. I'm focusing on holding the light, um, meaning keeping myself at a high frequency as a light worker, because that's 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 who I am. That's why I'm here. So I'm really just focused right now on holding the light.
0: I may be wrong, but what I see is that once you encountered God and you felt his acceptance of you and his unconditional love for you, you made the realization that you didn't need anyone else's acceptance or love anymore.
1: Absolutely. I agree with that. Absolutely. I didn't need it. And there's, there's nothing that I need. I just, I feel a hundred percent complete there's nothing I need. There's nothing I I want to buy. There's nothing I'm like aspiring to. I just feel so good. I I just feel so good with who I am in the in the here and now.
0: Do you feel like you're in the present moment now more often than thinking about the future or the past?
1: Absolutely. I've always I've lived in the past. You know, I kind of live inside of my head. Now I am in the present moment. You know for the first time in my life. And it it really feels good.
0: This is a little off subject, but now, when you mentioned you were doing acting and producing, I think I remembered from reading when you first sent me your bio that you used to produce the Judge Judy show.
1: Uh, yes, I was an associate producer at Judge Judy. Um, this was about oh, 10 years ago. And it's funny because you know I started my spiritual journey, um, probably a few years, my spiritual awakening a few years before I started working on that show. And, um, it became very clear to me that I could not do that job. Hmm. Um, for, for not about nine months, I cried because I knew I was going to have to let this job go because as a light worker, it was everything that I had to do was, the opposite <laughs> it was the opposite of being a light worker um so that was you know that was a tough decision because i had i had only been in acting and television my entire life and so it was actually god who showed me that i needed to i needed to walk away
0: can you expand more on what you were doing that was the wrong path for you
1: yes without you know without saying too much It was just the manipulation of it all. Um, Just, you know, pinning two sides against each other, telling the side, oh, you have a strong case. You're, you know, you're likely to win. You have such a strong case. And then telling the other side, oh, you have, you know, you need to countersue them because of X, Y, and Z. And I can't believe they did this to you. Just kind of playing the both sides. And not Mm -hmm. only that, we look at a lot of people from middle America These people, some people have never been on a plane before. So, I mean, obviously we were more seasoned than them. So, you know, I kind of looked at these people like, these are people we should be nurturing. We shouldn't be exploiting them, you know? And it it was a little, I I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel good. Um, One day I got an email from someone that was on the show and it just didn't go their way. And it was like, how do you sleep at night? And right there, I just, I I knew I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: All right. Can you tell us about another one of your past lives?
1: Absolutely. Um, So this particular life, I was a Spartan. I was massive, Jeff. I'm talking, I was about six, eight. I was, had broad shoulders. I had dirty blonde hair. I was very attractive, by the way. And so I was actually shown um, myself inside of a tent and it looked, it looked like I was preparing for battle and my children had come to visit me and I had two children. I had a little boy. He had beautiful, you know, um, platinum blonde hair, curly hair. And then I had a daughter and she was just so cute as well. And once again, I was shown who those children were in this life. And I was shown again, um, my, my, for the little girl, my sister, Tammy, um, her, a picture of her face was shown being superimposed on top of the little girl. So I knew that that was my sister, Tammy, in that particular incarnation. Then for the little boy, my brother Yusuf's face was superimposed on top of the little boy's face. So I understood that that was my brother that's in this lifetime with me. Um, But it's funny because sometimes when I'm going through something, I'll be like, remember the Spartan. The Spartan is strong. (laughs) Like you can get through it. The Spartan is strong. So you can draw on the strength and you can draw on these past lives that we have. I mean, I think when we have these memories, they're almost like at this point cellular memories because I, I feel like It was downloaded into me. It's part of me. I don't, I just don't think that I'll ever forget them in this life or the next. Um, But I do, I do draw on that strength. um, And I just, I just find it cool that I was a Spartan. I find that to be cool.
0: Do you think that you're part of a soul group that keeps reincarnating together over and over again?
1: Absolutely. Um, In fact, um, my brother Yusef, which is like uh, my brother that is, you know, Next in line. There's 10 of us. So he's like, you know, two years older than me. And then there's me. Um, he's definitely part of my soul group. Um, my best friend Redana, she's part of my soul group. Um, and the funny thing is, I was one day I was doing a spiritual exercise um to actually meet your spirit guides. So what you want to do is you want to imagine yourself in an all white space. So you might say white walls, white doors, white ceilings, white floors, white walls, white doors, white ceiling, white floors. So you put yourself in an all, you know, very, you know, white space. So while I was doing this spiritual exercise, two of my spirit guides showed up in my room. I was actually laying down and I mean, their faces were massive right in front of me. And one one of my spirit guides is actually my brother, Yusuf, who um, I know we've had many incarnations together. And the other one, I I, I don't know them. It was like a darker skinned lady with uh, dreaded hair. Um, but I just, find, I just find that that's interesting that you were saying soul groups. But not only is my brother part of my soul group, he's actually one of my spirit guides. And I believe that. He incarnated with me during this life because I honestly feel like if he had not been in this life with me, I probably wouldn't be alive right now. I mean, he's helped me out tremendously and I think he knew that I would have a hard time and decided to come in this life with me and, you know, be my best friend.
0: Have you had any other paranormal experiences?
1: Yes. Um, so I, um, I astral project, I guess that's what you will say. I never knew that that's what it was called. This is something that has just happened to me for several, several years. So it's just kind of part of me. Well, one day I was just, you know, I was during COVID time. So everything was shut down. I was really concerned about my dad and, you know, I, I really wanted to just see him and really go check on him because, you know, he lives in Indiana. Um, so I, fell asleep at night, and I left my body. And I felt myself, I could literally feel myself flying. Um, I actually passed a few beings on the way, a few spirits, and I could instinctively know they were trying to communicate with me, maybe they wanted me to send a message back, but I kind of shut it off. I'm like, I'm not interested in being a medium. I'm I'm just trying to see my dad. It was like that sort of thing. So when I got to the house, I went inside, I floated in. Now my dad has um, a basement and he falls asleep a lot watching TV. So instinctively I knew that that's where he was. So I felt myself hovering over the the basement um, door, going down the steps. I could feel myself, I had to like turn my, my spirit body um, to get down there. And when, when I got down there, I saw my dad, he was sleeping on the couch. But what I found interesting is that I saw his father that had passed away. I saw his mother who's still living. I saw his great grandmother. And then I saw one of our cousins, one of his cousins that had recently passed that I had never met. And I said, oh, there's Offie Essex. Never met him a day in my life. I didn't even know what he looked like, but I saw him there and I knew that it was him. And what was interesting is that they were all, almost they looked like they were sleeping on the floor surrounding him, like they were protecting him. And what was interesting is that their hands were like roots of trees and they were woven together and it was it was really powerful it was so powerful and it it made me understand that we are always protected we are always guided we are always loved and that's what that showed me well the next day i called my dad to check on him and i asked him what shirt was he wearing yesterday and he said i was wearing plaid shirt with red," and it was the same shirt that I saw so I knew that I was there it was the like a white shirt with like you know it was plaid it had red on it and it's one of his favorite shirts um, so that's um, that was one of my astro projections that I had um, I also can see things before they happen um, before my grandmother passed away um, she had her leg amputated um, here in spirit. I'm sorry, here on this earth plane, Um, but I saw her entering heaven and there was a celebration for her and she had a crutch, you know, that she would use to walk around after her leg was amputated here on the earth plane. And the funny thing is when she was entering heaven, I saw her dancing. She was throwing up the crutch. She was twirling it in the air. She was running. She was jumping. And I looked, but I didn't see a leg. And then that's when Spirit downloaded to me and said, well, she, God gave her a spiritual leg that you can't see with your human eyes. So three months after that, um, she did, you know, finally, you know, finally pass. And I, I just find that that was interesting that I was able to see kind of her homecoming.
0: Do you have any new abilities after your experience that you haven't had previously?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, I've always been, like, clairvoyant, claircondescent, clair, you know, audience. I've always been all of that. But now they are heightened. Like, I'll walk into a room, and I know exactly what someone has just said. It's like I don't even need to hear them speak. I'll know exactly what was being said. And sometimes I'll even... Visit places through astral projection, and I'll know exactly what was said, who was it said to, where that person was at in the house when they said it. Um, so these kind of um, you know, kind of you know, clairvoyance sort of you know, it's just very heightened now. It's like literally nothing is hidden from me. I'll I'll know secrets that my my sister doesn't know about her children. Like it'll just be shown to me through a download uh, from spirit. And I just, I just know nothing I need to know to do. I just, I just know it.
0: So if you can, how would you sum up all your experiences?
1: The one thing I want people to understand, because I think that religions has done such a disservice to humanity in this particular way. It's like you have to give something for God to love you, but you have to do something for God to love you. You have to be a perfect you know, person for God to love you, which through my experience, what, what I found to be true is that God is going to love you whether you believe or not, whether you give thanks or not, God is in love with you and God wants to, wants to be with you. And I think religion kind of scares a lot of people if they feel like, oh, well, I'm not living right. So, you know, they tell you that I'm far away from God because, you know, I've sinned, but God loves the sinner just as much as the saint. And I mean, I don't even see, I don't even believe in sins. They're just opportunities. That's all. Opportunities to experience ourselves, you know, and every person that comes into your life, whether it's your parents, your, you know, brother, sister, cousins, friends, colleagues, it is a mirror to show us to ourselves. And that's the beauty of, of relationships. That is how we refine our souls here. Um, if we're able to put down our ego and see ourselves for who we really are, we can make great strides. And cause this is what it's all about. It's about becoming that crystalline being. Um, so just every time you, you're, you know, you're interfacing with someone, you know, and you know, they're telling you that I don't like this about you, or I don't like that about you. Just really just see it as a mirror put the ego down and say, how could I turn this in to something good? Because I believe that the light always uses the darkness for its rise in, in every situation.
0: After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach out to you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, they can email me um, at instructions for the number four, humanity at gmail.com.
0: Are you working on anything professionally that you want us to know about?
1: Um, I am in the process of writing a book um, about my spiritual awakening. Um, and I do have, you know, other other things that I would like to write you know, as well. Um, but that's what I'm doing right now. So hopefully I'll be done in 2022. Hmm.
0: I hope so. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message?
1: Love is the way forgiveness is the key and truth is the light that guides us home.
0: Well thank you for that message and Tahira thank you for coming today and sharing yourself with us. I really appreciate it and I wish you the best.
1: Thank you and Jeff what you are doing is so important. Thank you for giving me a platform um so that I could, you know, share my experience with people and you know, I just want people to know that you know, you're not weird. Mm. That we are just You know, we're just having a human experience, but we're spiritual beings and your platform is doing wonderful things. So I do appreciate that.
0: Sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Have a wonderful evening.
1: I will. You too.
0: Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast.